0: I remember when I used to play records on my little record player, sometimes the record would get stuck because it had a scratch. Then I'd have to move the needle or decide to change the record. Sometimes we need to stop the feedback loop of the past and decide to move the needle or change the record. I remember the days when the only way to listen to music was on the radio or your record collection. I had a small record player I got for Christmas one year and a cherished collection of 45s. I played my favorites so much that some of them got scratched, and when I played them, the needle got stuck in certain places. I would either have to move the needle to finish playing the song or change the record. One of my favorite 45s was from what was then called the Jackson 5, featuring Michael Jackson and his brothers. And the record was One Bad Apple Don't Spoil the Whole Bunch Girl. There's a certain part towards the end where the band goes, Doo, do, do 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 and then the next part goes, Doo, do, do, do 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 Well, my record was scratched at the end of the first part. So it would play that do-do-do over and over and over again, which... When you're trying to sing along with the record is no fun so I'd have to stop singing gently put my finger to move the needle off of the scratch part or I'd have to change the record and play something different if you're thinking somehow I'm going to relate that to your life you're right because this is what life is like our past is like that stuck place in the record And at some point, we have to stop playing the feedback loop of the past and decide we're going to move the needle and let the song finish playing or we're going to change the record and play something different. The past is its own reality that we stay in via an endless trauma feedback loop that repeats our past and its trauma and its stories over and over again. Let me say that again, because it's important. The past is its own reality. So in your life, you actually have two realities. Some of you have three. One reality is the present that you're living in. So this is the present moment. Another reality is the past. And the third reality for some of you is the future. You live actually in the future, hoping everything will get better at some point. We'll address that in a different episode. Right now, I want to talk about the relationship between the past and its reality and the present, the current reality. Because when you live in the past, you are literally living in your own reality bubble. The past that you remember is unique to you. You remember your past in a way that nobody else can and you've experienced the past in a way that nobody else can experience it. So what you see as your past is your own private reality. The problem is when you get stuck in the past and the traumas, the grief, the sadness, the anger, the frustration, the whatever you remember about your past, especially if it was traumatic. And as you know, I never downplay the trauma of anyone's past. I've been listening to clients for over 20 years and I can tell you I've heard things from the past that I just never even thought were possible. Problem doesn't lie with the trauma. The problem lies with how you remember the past, how you remember the trauma. And if you're stuck in one of these endless feedback loop cycles that repeats the past over and over again, and you never get out of that cycle because you're stuck, the needle is stuck. So you have to make a decision at some point, I'm going to move the needle and get out of this feedback loop, or I'm just going to change the record. I don't want to listen to this anymore. We have to learn from the past not live in the past so that our reality bubble of the past yes it will continue to be its own reality but it doesn't intrude on the present or become the present and then also become the future energy echoes from the past resonate in our lives until we decide that we're going to silence them let me share a little story about that because I had an interesting thing happen to me with my mother that brought up energy echoes from the past, feedback loops, fear cycles, and things like that. A few years ago, I had gone to visit her for her birthday. Now, her birthday's in late summer. I couldn't go then, and it was too hot anyway, so I decided to go towards the end of September because my favorite art fair was happening in Kansas City as well. So we had made plans to go to the art festival, we're going to have lunch, we're going to spend the day down in that outdoor shopping center where the, the art fair is always held, and enjoy the day. Except the weather wasn't going to cooperate, it was supposed to rain, so we decided to leave early so that we could enjoy the festival and, of course, still have time to do some shopping and have lunch. Well, we got through about half the festival when it began to rain lightly, so we decided to go and have an early lunch until it stopped raining. But by the time we left the restaurant, it was pouring heavily. And I don't mean it was just pouring like hard raindrops. It was like the deluge. It was absolutely dumping rain from the sky. The streets were filled with rushing water, and our plans to visit the rest of the festival were not going to happen. We decided to go home. Let me just say something here. My mother wanted to go home. I was willing to kind of wait out the rain and see the rest of the festival, but my mother was afraid of flooding streets and high water. So we decided to go home. As I've shared with you before, my mother is terrified of water and of drowning, as she nearly drowned as a child. So while I was okay with making our way through the ankle-deep rushing water to the car trying to avoid getting drenched while holding up our umbrellas in the driving wind and rain. My mother was not so brave. In a moment where the past became the present, she was paralyzed, standing on the sidewalk, staring at the rushing water in the street, which we had to cross, completely unable to move. So I had to take her arm and guide her through the water, reassuring her with every step that everything was going to be okay. And we'd make it to the car, which is only a block away. In those weather conditions, though, it seemed like miles. We did make it safely to the car, and we made it home. Later, I thought about how in that moment, the past became the present for her. And in her private reality bubble, where rushing water means impending doom and instant death, my mother was paralyzed with fear in a way that I've never experienced before. And rather than my mother reassuring me, her daughter, that everything was going to be okay, it was my turn to take care of her and get her to safety. Now, I had a couple of ways I could have reacted to this, not being part of her drowning reality bubble and not being afraid of the water. I could have been really annoyed with her. I wanted to stay and see the rest of the festival. I didn't mind a little rain. I didn't mind waiting in a store or a restaurant for the the rain to stop. But I'm not afraid of drowning. And a little rain doesn't bother me. So I had to decide to be compassionate and understanding with my mother and not be annoyed by her fears that I didn't share. That's the thing about the past, about moving the needle, is when you live in that past, that energy echo, you're literally in your own island of reality where other people don't understand and can't relate to. So while I understand my mother's fear of drowning because I, I was told the story, the actual level of fear that my mother has with drowning is completely foreign to me. So I can be annoyed by her fear or I can be compassionate and understanding. Again, while I was okay with waiting out the rain, I had to consider my mother's history about of drowning and her fear of drowning, which I know well. And also that these were fears I didn't share, but that didn't mean they weren't starkly real for her. She was afraid the high water would prevent us from getting home, which was actually a reasonable fear, given that area of town is prone to flooding, and it was raining quite hard. And then with the flooding, she would be helpless and in danger. So in that moment, her past became our shared present. And I got a much different perspective about my mother and myself. So when you have this feedback loop from the past, situations arise where that feedback loop becomes part of the present. And it's an opportunity for you to make one of three choices. You're going to live in the past and be in the past and let that past become your present. You're going to move the needle. You're going to reassure yourself everything's going to be okay. You're going to let that song play out and continue to move forward. Or you're going to change the tune entirely. You're going to Get rid of the past, get rid of the fear, get rid of all those bad memories and do something else. First, let's consider this, the past cannot be changed in any way. No matter how much we wish it could happen, we have to accept that. And we can live in the past or we can live in the present, but we can't live in both at the same time where both have equal footing, both have equal input, and both have equal value. One supersedes the other. But the past has no power for us and its purpose is to be a stepping stone to a more empowered, expanded, and enlightened present. But that's not how we use it. We use the past as a weapon. We use the past as a shield. We use the past as an excuse. We use the past as something that limits our reality. We use the past to sabotage ourselves. We use the past in a lot of ways. Very seldom do we use the past as a stepping stone where we make the informed and intentional decision that we are going to harvest things from our past that are useful and valuable to us and throw the rest on the winnowing floor and let them go and be compost for the next part of our journey. What's the winnowing floor? Well if you remember from the old days when they used to do a lot of things by hand, when they did the grain winnowing, they would take the wheat and they would rub the, the hard outer shell off of it, which was called the chaff. Remember this expression: separating the wheat from the chaff. So the wheat was the seed that they could use to grind into flour and make bread, and the chaff was the hard outer shell that really wasn't any good except to become compost. So this is where the past becomes useful. It becomes an opportunity for us to use the experience of the past to do something different in the present. Can you imagine what it would be like if every time you got in your car, you would have to learn how to drive all over again because everything you knew about driving you had forgotten yesterday. It would be impossible to go anywhere. Look how long it takes us to learn how to drive and to get the experience of driving to where it actually becomes comfortable. So this is where the past can be useful as a stepping stone to the present. What did you learn in the past and how are you going to use it in the present? Versus the past becoming a weapon, an excuse, the way we sabotage ourselves, a shield we hide behind because we're too afraid to face the present based on what happened to us in the past. It's not the past that's the problem. It's the way we remember the past and we use it that's the problem. Remember my comment about energy echoes. That's the past revisited reintegrated and revived. The past becomes the present. We can either revive the past into our present or we can create a new high vibes paradigm for the present by using the past as a benchmark. This is where we move the needle that where it's stuck in the past and keep on playing the song or we decide, you know, I'm tired of listening to that song. I'm just going to change the record. One of the things about winnowing that's useful is you make an intention. You see the difference between what you want to keep and what's not useful to you anymore. The questions for winnowing, for separating the wheat from the chaff, the useful past from the unuseful past in your life, are things like, what do we want to keep with us? But what's useful? Is an experience useful to you? And to understand the usefulness of an experience, you need to have some kind of energy boundary or some kind of intention, which is included in your energy boundaries for the present. So what's your intention for the present? Then you have a benchmark to be able to compare your past to. For example, if a new career path for you is to become a professional water skier, then the past where you're afraid of water and of drowning is not going to be useful to you. But Kidding aside, if you look at setting intentions for your life, and you get clear about your intention, and they can be fairly general, you want to be happy, you want to live in a place where you're appreciated and valued, you want some kind of meaningful existence in your life, you want a relationship with someone that really values and you and cherishes you. So those kinds of things become your intention. And then you can look at the past and how It either contributes to that intention or it makes your intention completely impossible. So what is aligned with your intention? Only you can answer that because only you can delve into the reality bubble of your past and take out what's useful and leave the rest behind. Are there any aspects of your past that have become a foundation for the present, either in a good way or in a bad way? Are the fears from the past setting limitations in your present? Or are they setting useful boundaries in your present? Are the limitations from your past allowing you to grow and expand today? Or are they holding you back? How can you use those in a useful and relevant way while also getting rid of the fears behind them that no longer serve you? Is your past relevant to the intentions for the present? Is it meaningful, and does it fit into your joy formula? What is it that you want that the past allows you to achieve? For example, you know how to drive because you've driven for years, and you remember it's part of your past, so that makes the past useful to you. But what makes the past not useful to you is remembering, oh, I got into an accident two years ago. I should not drive anymore. Well, that's kind of silly, right? Because you need to go somewhere, so you need to drive. Is it time to move the needle getting out of that stuck place? Or is it time to change the record entirely? What's being revealed to you that's a choice for release or repeat? What is a blessing and what is a burden? And this is an especially important point. What's a blessing to you? Blessings can be good or bad. We think of blessings as good things, but blessings can also be bad things. A blessing that's a bad thing is a blessing that reminds you, oh, I shouldn't do that because I'm going to get hurt or, oh, I should probably avoid this situation because it's not a good idea. I shouldn't drive over the speed limit in front of a police car because I'm going to get a ticket. You know, seeing that police car keeps your foot off of the accelerator. But the winnowing season, which is part of every experience of the past, the winnowing operation is actually really important because then you're constantly separating the wheat from the chaff in your life. What if the past is good and useful and beneficial to you now? What is not helpful? What is limiting you and holding you back rather than allowing you to expand? So while this is about harvesting, about taking the blessings out, if you're a gardener, you know that you plant the seeds in the spring and then we harvest in the fall. As a gardener, it always just astonishes me that I can plant one tiny zucchini seed and I can get dozens of zucchinis. I love cucumbers, and I love I plant beans, and I plant all kinds of vegetables in my garden. I literally plant little seeds, and the next thing you know is I have vegetables everywhere. So that's the harvest of the autumn. But part of harvesting is winnowing. what Plants didn't grow right. What need to go in the compost bin for next year? And you compost the plant itself because that allows you to have the rich loam that you need to make sure your garden grows well next year. When you look at the past in terms of not this endless feedback loop, this endless cycle of repeating your trauma over and over again, instead, I'm doing something that I need the experience from. Let I me mean, go back in the past and pull out that experience and apply it to the present to make my journey easier. And then looking at the past in terms of, okay, this is worn out. It's welcome. I don't need this anymore. I need to move the needle or I need to change the record. And go into a reality that is more fulfilling, more expressive of who I am, more enlightened, and certainly more empowered. We have to look at what fulfills and expands our intention to have a 360 degree life of peace, joy, prosperity, and abundance. And what does not And by 360 degree life, I mean my becoming 360 paradigm where you are healed, whole, and complete, but part of that wholeness isn't an endless feedback loop of energy echoes that keep you stuck in the past and don't allow you to expand. The seeds of potential have grown in our lives and now we are enjoying their bounty, but it's time to harvest the results and see what fits our intention and what doesn't. Becoming 360 energy mastery is our goal aligning with our intention and celebrating our joy, being in joy and enjoying our life, every aspect of it. That's the journey we're on now. Everything plays a part in the process and we're in control of what's allowed to participate and what goes in the compost bin or the winnowing floor. And part of that is this process of deciding when to move the needle and when to change the record. There are times when we can just move the needle and let the record play out or it's time to change the record entirely because maybe that one's so scratched, the whole thing won't play without us constantly putting our finger on the needle. And it's just time to play something else. What do we harvest from the past that is useful and relevant to us today? And what do we no longer want or need based on how useful it is to us in our intention for today? But in order to do that, we also must be clear of the energy echoes, those echoes from the past that remind us of all the things that are possible, all the fearful things that could happen to us, all the bad things we could experience. And the imprints that we have, these strong memories, don't do that. This might happen. You might drown. You might get lost. Something terrible might happen to you. You might fail. And how those limit us in the present. How long do we want to be upset, angry, and frustrated with the past is the question that really refers to these energy cycles how long do you want to get stuck in these moments of your life that create their own reality bubble or is it time to move the needle or is it time to change the record that's a great way to finish because here's the truth about all this and this is where we can wind this discussion up the choice is really yours Yes, it's comforting sometimes and very comfortable to live in the reality bubble of the past. But just remember, that's your individual planet. Nobody else lives in your past reality bubble but you. You have to decide that it's safe for you to come out, to dismantle the past, to put it on the winnowing floor, harvest what's useful and beneficial and enlightening for today. And the rest needs to just go into the compost bin to become A reminder of what you no longer want to do, but also what you've overcome, what you've risen above, what you've managed to move beyond and become something different in the present. So you get to decide. And I hope that's an empowering statement for you as you move forward in your decisions to move the needle on the past or change the record of the past and listen to something new entirely. So when you come up to a situation where the past becomes present and you see all the fears and all their glory and they're facing you in their scary reality, you can remember two things. Number one, it's from the past. So it doesn't really relate to the present unless you invite it into your present. And number two, you get to decide whether it's time to move the needle on that feedback loop or it's time to change the record and do something else. And I know you'll make the right decision for you. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.